how do you know if you did a good job at work? For most people, the answer is, I got a promotion, I got a new title, I got a big bonus, I got a great performance review. But I'm here to challenge you on that thinking and to change the way that you see your own performance and define your success. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team effectively and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders. I'm a leadership coach, a mom of three, a coffee lover, and a travel enthusiast. Stick around because in this show, you'll learn how to think, communicate, and act to become a confident, high-performing leader people love to work with. Let's go. Welcome to this episode of the Manager Track Podcast. I'm excited about this episode because it's something that's really dear to my heart. I think that a lot of times in my coaching conversations with clients, I see not just sort of the day-to-day tactical challenges or those surface-level problems, but because it's an intimate setting, even in a group setting, we talk vulnerably and we talk openly about what's going on for us. And again, not just those superficial problems and challenges, but how we're feeling, how we're really truly doing. Frustrations that may come up, resentment that comes up, conflict, disappointment, ambitions and so much more and I think by having these conversations and for me to gather these insights I see themes that come up over and over again and one of them is what I want to talk to you about today and this is how we define our own success I'm not talking about the business success or achieving your teams or your department's goals I mean how you define your own personal success in your current role Without really thinking about this, for most people, the answer is something measurable, like the pay increase, the bonus, the title, the promotion, maybe some kind of ranking or rating in an engagement survey or in a performance review that you get on a quarterly or biannual or annual basis. But the problem with this is that you're chasing something and measuring your own performance on something that is only partially in your control. Even a performance review is partially in the hands of how other people feel about you. And that depends largely on their own level of satisfaction and their own perceptions. When it comes to a bonus or a title or a promotion, this again is to a good amount outside of your control. We know how much calibration happens in those promotion conversations and how the overall performance and even the economy is playing into these conversations. And then maybe you have someone else next to you appear who's a really strong performer. If that peer wasn't here, yeah, you would have gotten the promotion. If your boss would have left for another opportunity, you might have her job right now, but your boss is still there. 
So much is outside of your control when it comes to the bonus, the title, the promotion, and so on. I wish it wasn't so, but I've been there and, and I see it over and over again when working with organizations and with clients directly, how many different factors have to all line up for someone to get the promotion or get the title. It is to a significant amount outside of the actual employee's control. The same is true if you're interviewing for another opportunity and you're testing the waters and seeing, is the grass greener on the other side? Let me go interview and look. Well, whether or not you get that job has partially to do with your performance during the interview rounds, but also has to do with how other people feel about you personally, whether you are a culture fit, how many other candidates they have in the pipeline, how they perform through the interview process, and so forth. I remember one of the first companies that I interviewed for, I thought that I was doing really well. I had lunch with the team and we got along really well. We quickly built rapport. I loved the manager who was trying to hire me. And then I didn't get the offer. Why? Because they chose to hire not two junior people, which one of them I would have wanted to be, uh, but instead one more senior team member. So as they were interviewing and talking to these candidates, they changed the profile and what they thought the team really needed in the moment. And so it was completely outside of my control. But I made it mean all kinds of things about myself and my own performance and how I show up through the interview process and whether or not I thought I was qualified. It didn't make any sense. And this is getting to the core of the problem. When we measure our own performance on something that is partially outside of our control, it may work out in some instances, but it may backfire heavily in other situations. When you get the rejection, when you don't get the offer, when you're not getting the title, when you don't get a big bonus, when you only get a mediocre performance review because maybe the relationship with your manager or with other key stakeholders has been strained. There are multiple of reasons why this could happen. And if you think that result is defining your performance, it could very quickly get you off track and get you into a vicious cycle of self-doubt, resentment, frustration, disappointment, lack of confidence, and so forth. So what I'm encouraging you to think about is what if you measured your own performance only and solely on the things that are 100% within your control? How gratifying would it be if by the end of the day, the end of the week, the end of the month, you could look back and you could measure your own performance and be happy and recognize yourself for the work that you did because it was 100% within your control. If you did it, you get 100% of the credit. If you didn't show up the way that you wanted, you're also 100% to blame for it. No outside factors. And I found through my own work, but also to work with so many clients on exactly this, is that it brings all the agency, the ownership and the power back to you. It feels so much better, so much more empowering, encouraging and motivating to be 100% in control in how we define our own performance. So for those of you who are familiar with the lagging and leading indicator, it's a very similar concept. The leading indicators, for example, for a sales team, are the number of phone calls that they make, the number of events that they attend, the number of follow-up emails that they send. The lagging indicators are the number of sales that were actually closed. So instead of tracking and measuring performance based on the outcome, that is only partially in your control, start putting focus and your intention 
and the way you measure your own success on the leading indicators, which means how you show up day in and day out. Are you happy with the way that you show up? Are you self-reflective? Are you looking to learn? Are you open to feedback? Are you challenging yourself? Are you stretching into discomfort? Those are all the questions that you want to ask yourself to measure. Are you on the right track? Are you performing according to your own standards, whatever those standards are? And now as we're opening this Pandora box, of course, the second question is, are you actually clear on what your standards are? What are your leadership principles? What are your personal standards that then you can measure on? What are those leading indicators that tell you at the end of the day, at the end of the week or the end of the month, did you do your best? Did you show up in alignment with how you wanted to show up? That could be in alignment to your values, what matters to you. Did you do what you set out to do? For example, some of my clients say, I want to be really present in meetings. No more distractions. So by the end of the day, if I was present in my meetings and not trying to multitask, but really there with the people in the meeting room, then I showed up the way that I wanted and I liked the way that I performed. Am I reliable? Meaning, am I following through on my commitments? If I say I'm going to do something and I'll... I either go back and negotiate a different deadline, for example, or I rediscuss the commitment, or I simply follow through on it. Am I building the relationships and investing in the relationships that I should? Am I giving my employees feedback and encouraging accountability, even when it feels uncomfortable and inconvenient? There are a number of different standards and principles that you could choose from. One of the things that I do with my clients is to help them identify what those measures are, what those standards are, those leading indicators that will help them identify whether or not they're doing a good job. So as I'm recapping this, there's two phases to this. Number one is to think about how you measure your own success and to start to look all the things that are 100% within your control and start to look way less towards the things that are only partially in your control, if at all in your control. The second step is to then define, okay, now that I'm going to start measuring my own performance on the way that I want to show up, to define what those standards are and those principles are. Some of them might come from you and some of them may come from the people around you. The expectations that other people have on you, especially your manager, but also other stakeholders, including team members. So getting really clear on what are my leading indicators that then will determine and influence the likelihood for me to achieve those lagging indicators, those results that I'm only partially in control of. So that is step number two. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't advocate and negotiate and speak up for a promotion, another title or a salary increase. So this is really important for you to negotiate or to advocate or to speak up is actually 100% within your control. So these are leading indicators. You can have those conversations. You can go speak up. You can build those relationships. You can create visibility and all of that. But then the ultimate decision Let's take promotions, for example, the ultimate decision, if you're getting a director title, for example, or if you're assigned your first team lead role, is not purely within your control. There needs to be a business need 
the stakeholders who are part of this decision-making process will have to have confidence in you or at least give you the chance. There needs to be the right setup where you're actually the perfect match for this new role, right? So your strength profile and your experience actually matches what the open role or the opportunity requires. Plus, they may only be able to promote two people and there's five candidates and there's two other people who are stronger or further along or have been with the company longer, whatever those reasons may be. And so they're getting a chance first. If they weren't there, you would have gotten it. So this is only partially within your control. But advocating on your behalf, speaking up again, doing the job day in and day out, showing up in a way that you're proud of yourself, that you measure your own performance on, that is what matters most. Now, if this resonated with you, please let me know. You can always email me at contact at RamonaShaw.com. I read all emails, I respond to all emails, and I'd love to hear from you. I hope this episode got you thinking about your own standards and measure of performance. I'll see you again next week with another episode of the Manager Track Podcast. Bye, my friend. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.